Hello, and welcome to San Antonio Oasis in person. My name is Jenny Brown, Associate Director for Oasis, and today we are interviewing Cynthia Hazel, a personal development speaker and quantum healer. Cynthia has spent her entire career in service to others in both profit and nonprofit environments. A speaker and healer, her mission is to motivate others to recognize their value and reclaim total wellness. Cynthia is actively involved in the community where she currently serves on several boards. Cynthia has a special appreciation for the years she has spent helping veterans with PTSD and chronic pain to live whole and recovered lives. Cynthia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so excited about being able to share some information on my favorite topic. Well, we're happy to have you share that information. Cynthia, why don't we start with you describing mindfulness for us? Perfect. You know, when I see mindfulness, I'm told that it's a basic human ability that all of us have. But what it requires us to do something different than we normally do, because so many of us don't spend much time being fully present and aware of where we are and what we're doing. Many times we get lost in reactive responses to life. Somebody discusses something that we don't particularly like and we have a reaction or maybe experience around us and we feel overwhelmed. So to be mindful means we have to calm down the chattering aspects of our mind and that is better known as our ego. Our ego is used to being in control that likes to chatter, likes to protect us. And so it's going to warn us about, oh no, you better watch out for this or no, you don't want to do that. And so, yeah, we tell, we get past that. So I was really intrigued when I researched how, when mindfulness began. And it's got ancient roots that go back as far as 1500 BC. And it was the Hindu religion that used it for their yoga disciplines. And then the Taoists got involved and they included it in their Qigong exercises and the Buddhists in their breathing regimen. So you can say that it's got quite a history, although it is a practice that can be used by any group. You don't have to be in a religious group. The Hindus today, the Buddhists, even the Christians are using mindfulness. With the Christianity, it's called centering prayer. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. And it can be used in secular focus groups. You have to tell, we have to tell ourselves, you know, that being mindful has a lot of power, especially for the situation that we're in right now because of COVID-19. We're asked to stay inside, to protect ourselves, and that can build a beautiful case for being mindful because it would take us out of the reactive mind. We, uh, when we're mindful, we observe our thoughts and feelings and we don't put a label on them. We don't say, well, that was good, or this was bad, or this situation is happening. What we do is simply observe and let life continue. To be mindful then is to fully live in the present moment. So if I'm gonna sum it up, I'm gonna say that being mindful is to be awake and to accept what is without wanting it to change. Now that's a powerful process and it takes getting used to 
And so I, we're going to be discussing a few more things here, but I wanted to introduce it this way. And it certainly can be learned by anyone. Great, great information, Cynthia. Very good. Thank you. And, and Cynthia, also, how does being mindful help to reduce stress? Well, I think it's important here to define stress because we're used to thinking of it in the negative terms, but really everybody experiences stress just from being alive. And it was a gentleman by the name of Hans Sell in 1936 who gave a definition to stress, but it was more of an objective definition and not focusing on the negative qualities alone. So he said it was a non-specific response of the body to any demand for change. But what happened is over time, when we experience negative things happen, traumatic things happen, then the negative side of stress becomes the norm in our society and in the world right now. With wars happen, this is stressful. The pandemic we're going through right now is stressful. World hunger, poverty, and then the positive aspects of stress go right outside the door and we're focusing on chronic. Today, we view stress in a negative and overwhelming terms. And we don't mean to, but when we stay focused on negative stressful events, oh, let's say like someone, we have a, a bad relationship with someone we think, or we feel like we're being picked on uh, when we're facing a health challenge, when we, we start welcoming the negative side of stress in our lives. And that's all about focus. But a contributing factor is today's media. Today, with our technology, we are connected with everybody in the entire globe. So we can find out about a terrific flooding problem in India or a torrential tornado in uh, the Philippines and on and on. But what happens with that is we hear about it, but not being in that area and not being able to do anything about it cultivates great stress. So mindfulness enters and it tells us mindfulness is a gentle, appreciative and nurturing process that helps us cultivate a sense of compassion and kindness. So we get to look at the world in a compassionate way. That means that we're compassionate with ourselves and kind to ourselves too. When we acknowledge and accept our feelings, then the stressors can take a back seat because we're in the present moment observing. Then with compassion and kindness, oxytocin levels <clears throat> increase. And that, that's our love hormone. And that gives us a feeling of trust and safety and connection. You know, just to take a side here, I'm not a big fan of the word social distancing because I have a feeling, I think we have a feeling of being cut off. I think a better phrase would have been physical distancing. And then that would allow us to have that social aspects that we could develop inside of ourselves and that because we're social animals and we need to have ways to be able to connect. So 
Here are some ways that mindfulness can reduce your stress. Mindfulness helps, helps us calm down because it reaches the portion of our brain called the amygdala. Why is that important? Because that's where the fight or flight response is housed. And getting that calming then, information moves to the front of our brain in the prefrontal cortex area where we are making better choices and better decisions. So when we're calm, we actually do a better job of living and coping and functioning. So maintaining a compassionate mind slows the stress response and teaches us to pause. How many times have we reacted to something? We hear a story, it incites a reactive response to us, we get stressed, we get all involved and wound up. So instead of doing that, mindfulness offers the ability to pause, to reflect, to check where our focus is, to let go of worry. Don't worry about what might happen in the future and certainly not to get lost in regret of the past. So what we want to talk about now is focusing. The idea behind mindfulness is to focus on being and not doing, and this will relax us. So when we mindfully review a situation, we have more time to think about it, allow it, and learn from its lessons. Let's take washing the dishes, for example. That's a process that many of us run through to get to the next task. But when we slow it down and mindfully enjoy each moment, like putting our hands in the warm dishwater, washing each dish, placing them to dry, then knowing that that water is going down the drain, so all the toxins and the negativity was removed, now we're drying our hands and a job well done. So mindfulness is saying, I'm not rushing through, I'm not thinking about what I have to do next, or I have to go to the doctor, or I need to go to the store, or I need to do this, I need to go over here and, and talk to this person. No, it's about being in the moment and allowing ourselves to move through that experience. When we become fully aware, it's a truly powerful thing. So that's, that's mindfulness. Wonderful. Absolutely. That sounded so beautiful. The experience of the dishwashing was very, very, I can feel that. That was very good. Thank you so much. So Cindy, is a little bit of stress good for us? Definitely. Okay. Good stress is defined as a burst of energy that basically advises us on what to do. So the challenge is to switch our attitude about stress. You know, earlier we talked about how as a society, we've gotten away from the good aspects of stress. But just think about it. If we never felt stressed, we wouldn't get anything done. Good we point. Yeah, we wouldn't get out of bed. We wouldn't eat. We wouldn't take our hand out of the fire, going to the grocery store. We wouldn't pay our bills and giving a speech. There wouldn't be any speeches because we'd be totally lost in the stress of that when that is our impetus to go on and get up and do the things that we have to do. So stress is our ally in that situation. So we don't want to dwell on the negative consequences of it. 
Mindfulness allows us the space to think differently about it. Now we understand the positive aspects and that energizes our body and our mind. I mean, can you imagine if we didn't, if we, we'd be living like slugs because we wouldn't have, <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have that natural ability to get up and, and get out there and enjoy the moment. That would even be a priority. So we do need good stress. Okay. Cynthia, what are the differences between, say, meditation and mindful meditation? Well, the two terms are interchangeable because they are referring to the practice of calming the mind and finding inner stillness. They're closely related, but they're different. Meditation is a seated process. And it is where we're quieting our mind to remove overpowering thoughts. Now, mindfulness meditation can be a type of meditation within it, but it can be done anywhere. So with formal meditation, we're to sit down and close our eyes and to allow thoughts to drift out of our mind. Well, here comes the ego. What do you mean? You got to go to the store. Why are you doing this? Are you are you crazy? Blah 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 blah. Did you do this? Did you turn the stove off? Did you shut the refrigerator door? Come on, come on. So people fight that, and it takes a bit of acquisition. I mean, it can take at least, on average, about two months to get past that stressed out, chattering mind that's trying to protect us again, but it's distracting us at the same time. Where mindfulness meditation is different because we can practice it at any time. So, with mindful meditation, examples would be breath awareness, focusing on your inhales and exhales. And that's something that I teach in conscious breathing because what we're focused on is the breath. Now, the ego can relax because we are counting our breath, inhaling our breath, pausing, and then exhaling our breath. And then we go back to that. It's a very simple process. And all of our focus is simply upon breathing in, pausing, and breathing out. Then there's mantra meditation, where you repeat a sound something like maybe om and simply go back to that phrase over and over again and that would be another way to do it now in the united states when people are practicing in the christian experience is centering prayer centering prayer is about choosing a word to focus on so we pick one word like love peace joy and then we repeat that word in our mind and let that flow in and out and every once in a while go back to that one word but not all the meditations need to be simply simply done in one space you can do a walking meditation and there is a popular way to do that right now it's called foresting and the japanese call it shinrin yoku and that's walking mindfully through the forest and drinking in the experience slowly without voicing it 
and without judgment, just allowing Mother Nature to nourish us. Then one that I recently discovered and I really like is called kindness meditation. And this is where we send messages of loving kindness to the world, to a specific people, and to ourselves. Okay, now this one can take a little bit to acquire because one of the other classes that I teach is about how to love yourself, tips on loving yourself. As an overall experience, humans were not always taught to love ourselves. We were taught to throw it out to the world and I love you and I love you and I love my family and I love my partner and I love God. But this is talking about spending some time developing that love for yourself first and then putting that love out for other people. It's kind of like being on an airplane where in case of an emergency, the stewardess says, pull down the oxygen mask, put it mask, put it on yourself first, and then put it on the other person. This is similar. And these are powerful exercises. So again, meditation is a seated process, takes a while to acquire. But mindfulness meditation focuses on being present in the moment, regardless of what you're doing. You know, earlier we talked about washing dishes. You could be drinking a cup of coffee, going for a walk, eating your favorite food. You could be listening to a favorite song and get lost in the sound and the quality and the words and just allow them to bless you. So mindfulness tells us, remain aware and present because life has this beautiful experience it wants to hand you, now allow it. Absolutely, and that's a beautiful way to phrase that, Cynthia, thank you. Um, Cynthia, what are some other ways a person can practice mindfulness as well? Okay, so anyone can learn mindfulness at any time. And what we alluded to earlier is that we want to cultivate a beginner's mind. And that means we're open and we're eager to learn. Well, how do we do this? We do this by letting go of the past and not making comparisons to what was. Well, when I walked in the forest, the last time I did, I got stung by a bee. And so I know if I go back, I might get stung by a bee again. So I better take some spray and be prepared. And how mindful can we be if we're all alarmed and upset and focused on what we think is going to happen? And, you know, we may actually make it happen just because we're putting so much energy there. It's important to let go, not form any judgment and not second guess. Tolstoy tells us that being present is so powerful because we're in that moment and we have power there. So he talks about, I'm going to talk to you about a three-step method to lower your stress. So first, think about a recent stressful day. Notice how you responded. Ask yourself, what value did I place on that situation? What thoughts was I feeling? Was I limiting my experience or was I open to it? Then, 
Shift your response by reminding yourself that stress isn't bad, it just is, and face it so that you can open up and grow from the experience. And what you're doing in the process is rewiring your brain so you can handle life stressors as they occur. So by doing this simple exercise of noticing, shifting thoughts, rewiring the brain, then you can have you can handle stress as it it happens to you and this is a very powerful thing very good information Cynthia very good so Cynthia if one of our listeners would like to get a hold of you how could they reach you if they want to get a hold of me for a class where you guys always put me in the uh, bulletins whenever I do teach one and that would be great but if they want to get in touch with me earlier what they could do is go to my website and I have information about my healing presentation, wellness retreat services there, or they could just send me a simple question. So my website is www.heartsonghealingplace.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-S-O-N-G healingplace.com. But you can also find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And if anybody wanted to join uh, one of my group pages, I have one called Developing an Attitude of Gratitude, where I put something out every day for a new way to look at the world and appreciate. And then I have my Heart Song Healing Wellness Tips, which give people information about alternative ways to augment what their traditional practice, health practice is all about. And I also want to mention that MBSR is another form of mindfulness and it gives some particular values. And that is something that John Kabat-Zinn has been teaching since the 1980s. And it's all about mind and body awareness and being, being uh, exploring stress and being less reactive, developing self-control and non-judgment, promoting serenity and clarity, and living a more joyful life because we live in openness to what's going to happen instead of uh, expectation or preconceived ideas. So, so this was a lot of fun being able to talk to you about mindfulness. <laughs> Well, we certainly appreciate you being with us today, Cynthia. Your words were so valuable and so lovely. We appreciate it so much. Um, if you will hold for a moment, what I'm going to do is tell our listeners goodbye. And I'm sure, again, our members and listeners have found the information most helpful. So we appreciate you again. Um, we want to thank our members and listeners on that note for th- tuning in today. And this has been Oasis in Person. And actually, Cynthia will be doing an online class for Oasis here shortly. It will be an attitude of gratitude. So please be on the lookout for email blasts with dates and times. So thank you again for tuning in with us today. And if you have any questions or concerns or feel you would like to speak with someone, please contact us in the San Antonio area at 210 210- Two three six five nine five four. Have a great day. Be safe, and remember, we are here for you.